0: It's been a bad week to be a chalk eater. First Jordan Bell, then Terry Rozier. Celtics, what were you doing last night? I know what we're doing. We're doing the Sportsline DFS podcast. I'm Heath Cummings, joined by Mike McClure. And for the first time during this podcast, I'm not looking Mike in the eye when I say that. Yeah, that's. uh is that a good thing or a bad thing? This is a terrifying thing. Adam Azer generally puts this whole thing together and does a fantastic job. He's not here helping us. Mike's not here in the office. I'm trying to run this whole thing and record Mike, and maybe it'll be awesome. That's the hope. Speaking of Adam Azer, he could have, I believe, all of the money right now. I kind of think we all could. Mike, I told you for the start of the show to pull up the tournaments that you were in last night. And I okay. just I have a question, okay? So, what? Give me an example of a couple of tournaments that we have here. What's What's the biggest prize tournament that that you've got from FanDuel?
1: Uh, I mean, it, it pays a hundred thousand dollars a hundred thousand dollars to first place. Okay. Uh, Can you tell yeah, me a,
0: if if I had scored three hundred and forty one points in that tournament, how much money would I have made? Three forty one point nine last night. Three forty
1: one point nine. You would have made. At least
0: $1,500 in that tournament. Okay, because I I mostly played single entry last night. It was a small slate, and I don't get too excited about multi-entry on small slates. And the $10 single entry, that that would have won the tournament and won you $1,000. So multiple thousands of dollars should have been won on the lineup we gave on the show yesterday. Lovely. Adam Azer played that lineup, of course, in a 50-50 and nothing else. Oh, Adam, come on. I told we, him I have gotta have a talk about this. Would you please start playing it at the very least in a single entry tournament? Nothing else, that's fine. But it was a very good lineup. And we talk a lot on this show about don't necessarily play this exact lineup because news is going to happen. Well, sometimes the news happens and it makes the lineup worse. And that's yep. what happened last night. We got very excited about Terry Rosier. I assume you played a lot of Terry Rosier? Uh, I
1: did. My my top lineup on Fanduel scored three twenty point nine with Terry Rozier's nine fantasy points in it. Yes. Um, yeah. So I had a lot of Terry Rozier. I jammed in some Marcus Smart. Uh, that usually is never a good thing, but you know the projection model said to do it, so I uh, I had to do it, and I ate the chalk, but. Fortunately, it was still a really good night for me, but oh, yes. man, that could have been a lot better.
0: I, I, had, I had a very good night. Uh, my top was 315.8 with Terry Rosier in it, and that was actually the show lineup that I changed at the last minute to add Terry Rosier. So good thing I did that. Thankfully, we don't have to deal with another short slate like that. We get a fantastically sized seven-game slate with no good plays tonight.
1: Done. It's uh this is you know, I, I kinda said this the other day as a weird slate. But this truly is a really weird slate. It does not feel at all like a seven game slate to me.
0: No, it, and it starts at the top. It starts with the over-unders. It's it's basically any way you look. I guess let's just first off, I, I was on last night and it released this morning the Daily Fantasy Hoopcast with uh good friend Jacob Gibbs and I, I just told him it feels like a four-game slate. I think that's right. So who is your must-play of the night? Uh, so heading into
1: this, for me, it was going to be Will Barton. Uh, but now it looks like Jamal Murray might be out of the concussion protocol. So I'm not exactly sure there. If he's out, then it's definitely Will Barton. Uh, so I'm going to give another one just in case because Barton's a strong play, but he's not a must-play for me if Murray plays. So I like Josh Hart for the Lakers. Okay. Uh I, I think that he's gonna have to play quite a bit. The Lakers have a number of injuries uh piled up here. They get the Indiana Pacers who are on a back to back and NLA. Uh it's the second half of the night, so and the second most competitive game if you look at the uh so I like Josh Hart. Yeah, I don't I
0: don't think that's better. I mean I, I don't like it because of the way the Pacers have been playing defense lately. But he's cheap. They are on the second night of a back to back, they are on the west coast. I think that makes a lot of sense. I had a couple of plays that I really liked looking at this slate last night. One of them you mentioned already, Will Barton. He's 7,700. Seems ridiculous on FanDuel, but he was absolutely in play without Murray. And then Tyreek Evans, assuming Marcus Gasol yep. missed again in the revenge game against Sacramento. But now it sounds like Marcus Gasol is going to play. So my must play of the night is actually, in my opinion, the best play amongst the studs, and that is John Wall. And we talk about on four-game, five-game slates how we want to make sure that we have the best play of the night in terms of just total fantasy points. And I think in this spot, that is Wall. Uh, Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And, you
1: know, we're just talking about we're getting injury news trickling in here. Kuzma is going to play for the Lakers, and Ingram is now a game-time decision. So it looks like they're getting almost everybody back tonight outside of Lonzo Ball and Contavius Caldwell-Pope. Uh, so I don't even know that I think Josh Hart is a must-play now. I think he's a solid play, but, you know, not a must-play. So I'm going to retract and pivot, and I'm going to go with Nikola Jokic,
0: and I think that we're going to try and get both Wall and Jokic in lineups tonight. Stars and Scrubs approach on a seven-game slate because it doesn't feel like a seven-game slate. And normally you send me the news for the slate before the show. I'm not even sure if you really wanted to do that, but if you could have – all the news is so muddled. So let's just kind of we're going to handle it a little bit differently. The way I want to handle it here is we're going to go through the games like we normally do and we'll just discuss the news as we go through the games. Yep, um perfect. and then hopefully we'll get more news as it goes because like you said like a lot of the value from what we thought it was earlier this morning seems to be disappearing, not showing up. Uh as far as stayaways my stay away the night, which this guy seems to make this list more often than I would like for him to, DeMar DeRozan going up against a Spurs team that is just very, very good against both wing positions. I like Kyle Lowry a lot better than I like DeRozan in this spot. He's 8,400 on FanDuel. I'm staying away from DeMar DeRozan.
1: Uh, yeah, DeRozan was actually my stay away of the day also, but I, I will give another one here. Uh, but I just want to echo that, that, you know, shooting guard is... Pretty deep tonight when you've got guys like Tyree Evans, Barton, Devin Booker, uh, even Donovan Mitchell. You know, it's just loaded at the position. Uh, so another—the stay away for me is probably going to be in that same game with LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, I don't know that I love this spot against Toronto for him, mainly because of the price point, as it's going to be pretty difficult to get him in my lineup if I'm paying up for Jokic and for John Wall. So I'm gonna stay away from Lamarcus Aldridge tonight and hope that we kinda of nail that like we did last night on LeBron James.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. We I think Aldridge is a better play on DraftKings where his price is a little bit more reasonable. But yep. I, I don't like his value on FanDuel at all, where he's what, ninety one hundred tonight? Yes, ninety one hundred I just I, I can't pay that tonight when uh when you've got John Wall and Nicole Jokic on the slate and you kind of already hit on the positional depth. But when I went through looking at the slate, I feel like shooting guard and center are both pretty deep. Uh, there were four different centers. I felt pretty good about six shooting guards. I, point guard, small forward and power forward. None of them are good, but none of them feel worse right. to me than any others. Right. Um, it's like, not, there's not really a deep position shooting guard and center are kind of normal. So that makes them feel deep. And the other three are just terrible. Is that fair? Yeah. That's okay. uh, definitely fair. It's a, it's a very weird slate.
1: Let's just, Hard to feel comfortable at this point in the afternoon.
0: Let's just move on to the games. Phoenix at Denver. Denver is an eight and a half point favorite, biggest over under of the night at 219. And what I do when I'm preparing the notes for the show, I, I kind of go through and look who's top five, who's bottom five versus positions. It's funny. Phoenix is bad against almost every, or below average at least against almost every position. But they've not been terrible at anything. So like everybody has a good matchup against Phoenix. Nobody has a jump-for-joy type matchup. But we we like a lot of the Nuggets, right? Yeah, we like a lot of the Nuggets.
1: And and to your point there, I think a lot of the reason why people sell against Phoenix is just the pace of play. I think that the the pace of play is really where the bump is coming from and not so much in terms of the defensive efficiency at every individual position. Right. Uh, But, yeah, we like Denver, but – like I said, we've got some really important injury news here with Denver as it pertains to the status of uh, Jamal Murray, who was in the concussion protocol, missed the last game. When I was prepping for the show here, he was doubtful. Now it uh, looks like he's up to the questionable and there's a chance that he could play here.
0: Yes, yes. I, I would almost lean toward expect him to, expecting him to play, but we don't have anything that says he's probable. It's just he's he's going to be questionable up until game time. If he's out, then Will Barton, Gary Harris, Wilson Chandler, all great plays again. If he plays, are you playing any of those guys? Um, if he plays, I think that you can still take a chance
1: on Wilson Chandler. And I, I mean, I think Barton, you can still take a chance in tournaments just because of the opponent and the pace of play here. Right. Um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of get to small forward a little bit as we attack these games. But small forward is pretty weak tonight. Um TJ Warren is going to play for the Suns, right. but I don't know that I have any interest in playing TJ Warren tonight.
0: Uh, you know, coming back at this point, I, I don't know. Do you have
1: any interest in TJ Warren?
0: Yeah, I kind of like him on FanDuel as a tournament option because I do think his ownership is going to be almost non-existent just because mm-hmm. he is coming back from that back injury. But to me, a, a back injury is not something where you want to come in and like do what they've been doing with Zach Levine as he recovers from his injury and that's play him for six minutes, sit him for 30 minutes, play him for six minutes, sit him for 30 minutes. You do that with a back injury and you're probably just playing for six minutes and done for the night. He needs to get hot and stay hot. So I, I kind of think if he plays and he starts, he's probably playing 30 minutes.
1: Yeah, I do think he'll play 30 minutes. I'm just concerned to, you know, with, with the back like that, is he, you know, is he really going to be into the rhythm of everything? Is the shot going to be okay? Right. Um, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of, you know, Denver's not the best, team in the world, you know, defensively, but they have enough athletic players out there. You know, it's going to be a little more difficult to compete for rebounds tonight, too. I just, yeah, I am a little little lukewarm on it. I'm not I'm not completely sold that it's worth the price tag. Uh,
0: We talked about how deep shooting the shooting guard position is. Devin Booker is priced at eight point five K on FanDuel Um, on DraftKings. It looks like Booker is the same exact price. Do you have any interest in him on either side?
1: Uh no not anymore. Um I mean sure you can play him in a tournament if you think you know if you're playing him in a tournament you know you you're going to be avoiding T J Warren and maybe hoping that T J Warren leaves the game early or something right you know can't play at the last minute doesn't feel comfortable in warmups. Uh so it's fine on a you know as as a tournament play but you know knowing what we know I don't think that there's any reason to invest in him over someone like say Tyreek Evans, even though uh Marcus is back
0: I think I still prefer Tyreek Evans in that spot um, I, I'm going to bring up a name and this is kind of a theme I think a little bit for the night is the spot hasn't changed the guy hasn't changed they were chalk earlier in the week and now nobody's going to play them because they've been terrible and our first example of that is Dragon Bender he yeah Marquis Chris is still out I expect that Bender's going to play 30 minutes his last two games, he's combined for 18 fantasy points. I don't think anybody's going to play him. He's 4,500 on FanDuel. I think he's a good tournament option tonight. Yeah, I think
1: he's one of the better tournament options, actually. Uh, when, when you put it that way, I think he's he's definitely uh, a good tournament play. Um, man, I tell you, you know whose price has really fallen now we talk about that? I know the minutes have to a little bit, but... Kelly Olenek is only 4300 and yep. I, I just had to bring that up because I saw that he's cheaper than Dragon Bender tonight.
0: Yes, and, and that, that is uh, somebody— Do you think that he's a better play than Kelly Olenek? I would rather play Bender than Olenek tonight, I believe.
1: Okay. I, I think it's very, very close. But uh, you know, looking at that, I, I like that price point on FanDuel, especially at Power Forward. Uh, I will definitely have some Dragon Bender tonight in one of my tournaments.
0: We may just slot Bender into a preliminary all-tournament team spot at Power Forward. Anybody else in this game you want to talk about? Um no like I
1: said the big one for me was Jokic um you know just I, I personally think he's the stud to have but I I would prioritize him just slightly over John Wall uh, but I like both guys a lot yeah so just,
0: just play both uh yep. Indiana two point favorites at the Lakers Pacers are on the second night of a road back to back over under of two fourteen point five we do have some clarity on the Lakers injury situation what is that.
1: Uh, yeah, it looks like Kyle Kuzma is going to play. Brandon Ingram is kind of upgraded to a game time decision. He was looking a little more doubtful, but he is, tr- you know, truly going to be a game time decision here. Uh, Lonzo Ball and Contavious Caldwell Pope are both out. Uh, so a lot of minutes in the backcourt. Uh, you know, I, I think that the first person you have to look at is Josh Hart or Jordan Clarkson. I kind of prefer Hart at the, this point. Uh, you probably prefer Clarkson. I think you're kind of a, a Jordan Clarkson guy, right? Well,
0: I prefer Clarkson for sure. As a basketball okay. player, I think the Lakers should prefer Clarkson, but they don't. And right. so I, I can't really, I can't say that I do. He's played more than 16 minutes twice in the last five games. He's played more than 23 minutes once in like his last 10. Like it doesn't matter that a bunch of guys are hurt. They're just not playing Jordan Clarkson. So, I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about the Lakers because I do think there's minutes there. There's fanny, fantasy points to be had there. I'm I'm a little bit concerned that even though they're on the second night of a back-to-back, Indiana just completely shuts their water off. Yeah. No,
1: I'm I definitely have that concern. Um, you know, I I I still think that uh I, I still think that Hart deserves a look, but you know, it's. You know, we'll, we'll see what kind of value we get at the other spots to so know if I'm going to be locking him in. But uh, I, I just think that he's got enough opportunity and garbage time to really get things done.
0: And I, I don't know if this guy fits into the Dragon Bender. They've been shock all week, but they won't be tonight. But they're still a good play. Uh, but I've kind of faded Demontis Sabonis over the last three or four games without Miles Turner because I never felt like we got that great discount. And we still don't get it, but his price is now six thousand dollars, and he has an outstanding matchup against the Lakers, and he has not hit five times value once. He did it once in the last five games, so I think that could hurt his ownership a little bit. Uh, how do you feel about Sabonis tonight?
1: I think Sabonis is a really strong play. So what I like to do, if like usually in this spot, I would be playing a guy like Lamarcus Aldridge on this kind of a slate, uh, just because you lock in that really high floor, which is what you need. Uh, tonight I think that Sabonis is really my kind of pivot from Aldridge. Uh, sure, you're taking, you know, you're, the floor's not nearly as high. The upside's frankly not as high either. But the $3,000 I'm saving is what I need on this kind of a slate. And he is consistent enough for me that in this kind of a matchup with the Lakers, the floor should be high enough. Uh, to return a little bit of value on that price tag. So I like Sabonis a lot. I think he's one of the better cash game plays at Power
0: Forward tonight. Outstanding. I had him locked into my lineup, so we're just gonna, we're gonna go ahead and, I've got, I've got three guys in now. John Wall, DeMontis Sabonis, and Jokic. You did not necessarily convince me on any of the Lakers yet. I, I liked Julius Randle a lot when I thought Kuzma wasn't going to play. I still think Julius Randle could be a great tournament play, but he could also play 16 minutes.
1: Yeah, uh, and the, the problem with that is, is although it does feel like a four game slate, there are still seven basketball games that are going <laughs> to be played. So it is tough to, to take that risk with, knowing that there are seven games. Uh, but I, I do agree. I do think that Julius Randle would be a fantastic tournament play if you. Have if you have what it takes to roster him there. I personally don't think that I do tonight, but I would not at all be surprised if he put up 40 fantasy points and played a few extra minutes tonight.
0: Yeah, the Pacers are bottom five against both power forwards and centers. So you you would expect on the second night of a back-to-back when they're already bad down low and they don't have Miles Turner, that they're going to get beat up by somebody down low. It's just hard to guess which way the wind is blowing in L.A. Anybody else in this game that you're really interested in?
1: I mean, I think you always have to mention Victor Oladipo. Yeah. Um, you know, I actually kind of said that I wasn't going to end up playing him last night, but the uh, Terry Rozier news got me into a spot where I could play Oladipo. He was on my highest-scoring FanDuel lineup. Uh, I, I think that, you know, you just can't ignore the guy. I think that he does have that kind of upside. Oh, yeah. You know, we talk about I don't want to pay 9300 for Victor Oladipo on a seven-game slate typically, but this is not a normal seven-game slate. Right. Victor Oladipo has top overall play potential tonight. Like I agree with that. He could match John Wall.
0: Yep. So. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, that totally. Um, my my only real concern with Oladipo goes back to the same concern I had with Josh Hart, and that is that at the end of three quarters, this is a 74-49 game, and Oladipo doesn't see the court in the fourth quarter um yeah my my hope is is that because they're on the second night of a back-to-back
1: and in la who knows if they did anything last night when they got there i assume they traveled last night after the game uh i don't know i think that it could be a little more competitive than we think you know the spread is only minus one and a half here uh it's one of the most competitive games of the night in terms of the spread we obviously know that that doesn't always mean much but I think that this one, I think you might get four quarters out of Victor tonight.
0: Okay. I, we'll move on to Washington at Detroit. The Wizards one point favorites with an over under of 208.5. And I'll just pause to say, how terrible is it that the third highest over under on a seven game slate is 208.5. Yes, folks, it gets worse. John Wall was yeah. my must play of the night. There's another player in this game over $10,000, and uh, Jacob Gibbs last night gave me some information. Andre Drummond has had some bad, bad times against Marcy and Gortat. Uh It has not uh, gone well for him.
1: It has not gone
0: well for Andre Drummond? No. That's
1: interesting. I see they played on December 1st, and he put up 56.9 fantasy points he, against he,
0: the he, uh, Wizards. He did. He did. When they have played against each other over the last couple of years, he has averaged two more fantasy points. And both of them are in the 30s. So wow. may, maybe Drummond broke that curse in their last matchup. Why? I don't think I'm playing Drummond, though, with Jokic on the slate at a, basically the same price.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely am not playing Drummond over Jokic. Uh, I tell you, you know, I, I mentioned this the other night. Uh, I think that here's the only scenario in which I'm playing Andre Drummond. And that's if I'm playing on DraftKings playing multiple lineups and I lock Drummond and Jokic into the same lineup. Uh, My hope is that, you know, we're very confident in what Jokic can do, but if you want exposure to Drummond, I don't think you pivot away from your confidence in Jokic. I think you just simply lock them both in and hope that they both go off.
0: I know. I like that a lot. I think uh, the problem of course comes with who else are you going to play? Because a lot of the guys we've talked about that we like so far are in that eight to $9,000 range, we haven't really found the value plays that we love. I was kind of hopeful that with Avery Bradley's groin injection, um, maybe he was going to have to sit out a game. We'd get some some guards in Detroit that we get a little extra usage. But that news isn't really trending in our, our favor either, is it? Uh, no, he is questionable. Uh, Stanley
1: Johnson, also questionable for Detroit. Uh, Luke Kennard, questionable. Uh, Reggie Bullock is upgraded to probable, but he does have an illness. Um, yeah, a lot going on in Detroit, and it's all with those perimeter players. So we, we might have a little value. You know, you're going to have to really watch the news and kind of head over to Sportsline and get the latest there on that, you know, closer to lineup block. Uh, but that's definitely a spot where you need to keep your eyes peeled tonight, because if, if especially if Avery Bradley is ruled out, that, that really changes things in the backcourt for Detroit.
0: Mike, I'm not sure if you were paying attention to the beginning of the show, but you don't have to watch the news. You just play the lineup that we give. <laughs> Let everyone else make bad adjustments due to the news and then win money. Right. Right. Yes. Don't ever pay attention to news. It is not important at all. That's not true, folks. Uh, anybody else in this game? I don't love this game. Yeah, there's one other guy. Um, Bradley Beal. He's really
1: struggled against Detroit for obvious reasons. Now, if Avery Bradley doesn't play and Stanley Johnson maybe isn't able to play also, I kind of think that Bradley Beal is a sneaky tournament player. Yes. Uh, you know, I, you know, I don't think people are going to prioritize him over, even if those, even if those guys are out, I don't think he's going to become a priority just because of pace of play, DVP, you know, recent box scores. I don't, I don't think he's going to be popular. But, you know, if those guys happen to be out, I think I prefer him over like Devin Booker, Will Barton. I think he's close to Tyreek. Like, I think he's a really good tournament play.
0: I like it. I like it. Let's move on to Brooklyn, where the Miami Heat at Brooklyn, two and a half point favorites with an over under of 208. Brooklyn, just bad against everything, basically. They're, they're good against small forwards. They, they held small forwards down, but they get crushed by centers. They, D'Angelo Russell is back, which is great news for Roran Drogic. Yes. Um, Drogic, 7,500 on FanDuel in this matchup. On DraftKings, he's the same price. I like him on both.
1: Yeah. Uh, usually I, you know, not a player that I'm super excited about just because you know, the price is, you know, it feels like he's already his upside's a little already priced in. Right. But tonight I kinda I kinda agree with you. I like him a lot. I do think he's probably gonna carry decent ownership percentage though, just because of the options and the way the slate is kinda shaping up. Yeah. Uh but, but I but I do like him. I think that he's one of the best plays and now you mentioned that Brooklyn was better against small forward, but I I still like Josh Richardson here. Josh Richardson for me is Just one of those cash game plays. Like I said, I can't get Aldrich in tonight, so I'm looking to guys like Sabonis and Richardson that are priced a lot down. They, you know, they still have that little bit of upside, but a pretty high floor. They're very consistent players. What Josh Richardson does is he reminds me of Harrison Barnes back when Harrison Barnes was only fifty-five hundred. Uh, you know, just the guy that you can plug in, you're gonna get twenty-five to thirty-five, maybe forty fantasy points on a good night. Um, which is really maybe what we're looking for here, considering you're gambling at pretty much every other player you take at small forward tonight.
0: And I kind of thought that as who James Johnson was at power forward, but he's not been as reliable as of late. So I, I like Johnson, too, at 5,400. Of course, the news in this game, we didn't mention it, but um, Tyler Johnson is going to miss another game with that ankle injury. So we will get more Derek Jones Jr. There's a punt for you if you want one. Yeah,
1: that is a punt. Uh, I don't know if it's one that I will be making tonight, but I think that, you know, it, it's certainly viable. And I, I don't hate it at all if it allows you to get, you know, two or three of the studs in the lineup that we really like. Uh, I, I do think it's trending towards the Stars and Scrubs lineup tonight.
0: With D'Angelo Russell coming back, that muddies things up for the Brooklyn guards. Is there anyone on Brooklyn that you're really interested in playing against the Heat the way they're playing right now?
1: Absolutely not. Uh, I will be avoiding all of the Brooklyn team tonight. Um, You know, I say this sometimes. If a couple guys from Brooklyn go off and I don't cash because of it, um, you know what? I'll play again tomorrow because I'm not interested in playing that guessing game tonight.
0: I agree with you completely. So we'll just move on to Canada. San Antonio going to Toronto. Toronto, a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. With a two oh six over under, I mentioned before Demar Derozan my stay away. He was going to be Mike's stay away of the day, but I kind of think, and may, you may tell me that ownership wise this doesn't make any sense. But I I wonder if Kyle Lowry is a good candidate for the all tournament team. He's two hundred dollars more than Goran Dragic, who will be highly owned. He's the next most expensive below John Wall, who I think will be highly owned. Is Kyle Lowry? relatively speaking because of this slate a decent tournament option oh absolutely he's one of the best tournament
1: options on the slate i love it Uh, you know he kind of kind of like uh i said bradley beal was a good tournament option kyle Lowry's a much better tournament option he's probably my favorite tournament play on this slate and i i also argue for him in cash cases i think that uh you know if you have the extra salary i don't think paying up the extra 200 um I think that it's a fine play. I like uh, Kyle Lowry a lot here. It's, I'm significantly less worried about
0: the Spurs when Kawhi Leonard is not on the floor. Right, right. And I, I I, do think, like, you're staying away from LaMarcus Aldridge. I I would be surprised if I don't have him in at least one tournament lineup. And again, he's $500 cheaper on DraftKings, so I think he's a better play over there. And then we're going back to my theme of the night. And do you remember what the theme of the night is, Mike? Uh, no, I do not. What's the theme? It is chalk from earlier in the week that was terrible that people are going to stay away from, but in the exact same spot and still good. And that brings us to $5,000 Kyle Anderson. Ooh. I don't know what happened with Kyle Anderson last time. I don't have an explanation, but I don't expect he's going to play 22 minutes again. I certainly don't think he's going to score seven fantasy points again. And if anything, he might be a better play tonight than he was in their last game because he's not going to have 30% ownership like he did then.
1: Yeah, no you're you're dead on with that one. I actually uh the more I look at it, I do think that I will be loading up some Kyle Anderson tonight. I like um, it. You know, I the minutes is obviously a little concerning. Oh, it's a lot um, concerning. Yes. You need to dig in a little bit there. Um, I know Patty Mills got quite a few minutes and they kind of played a little bit different rotation because uh, Patty Mills did get hot in that game and played very well. Right. Uh, scored 25 actual points and, you know, was very, very good. Uh, I don't think Patty Mills is going to replicate that against Toronto here. So I do think that Kyle Anderson's skill set's going to be called upon a little more in this game. Uh, so, yeah, I like Kyle Anderson a lot. I do think that, uh, not only is he tournament play, he's borderline cash game playable for me at 5K, because I I do have him, looking at my spreadsheet here, I have him projected at 29 minutes. So I, I've got him
0: bouncing back to right where he should be here. Uh, one, there's a pairing in this game. I don't know if there's anybody else that you're really interested in this game. I wouldn't be surprised if there's not. But there's a pair of centers, Palgasol, Gasol, Jonas Valanciunas, 5,755. Both of these guys, their minutes are very sporadic. Both of them are good values if they happen to play a full rotation and they, and they generally do that against teams that play bigger. Mm -hmm. So I could see this going either way. Like I could see it to where, oh, Gasol's in, so Jonas is in and all of a sudden they both played 30 minutes and they're both good values or they set Pau Gasol after eight minutes in the first quarter and didn't bring him back until the fourth. And so same thing happened to Jonas.
1: Yeah, so I tend to think that they both play a little more tonight, which leads into some of the reason why I'm not as bullish on Lamarcus Aldridge. Right. Uh, having Powell out there, and you know, one of those games where Powell's gonna play a few extra minutes, he's gonna have some pretty significant usage. Uh, so I think that he's gonna be taking away from Aldridge just a little bit there. And so yeah, so for that reason I think, you know, that's why I'm not playing LaMarcus Aldridge very much and that's why I think Pau Gasol is a really good tournament play. My only issue is I just I I can't
0: play him over Nikola Jokic. Right. Right. Yeah, I think I think both Pau and Jonas have some uh have some upside there. So, is there anyone else in this game you're really interested in? Um
1: yeah, one guy. Um deep tournament play. Uh you you know, you kind of need a couple of those tonight, and I it kind of works along with what we've talked about a little. Uh, Duante Murray, I think that last game was the Patty Mills show. Murray still played 22 minutes, scored 22 fantasy points. Uh, he did all of that while scoring three actual points. Yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty good. That's one reason we like him. He's a very good rebounder. He's very active in the passing lanes. He does pick up steals. Uh, I think Patty Mills is going to struggle a little bit in this spot as I you know, Murray's a little different player. He's a little more physical there. I think that he's the better play of these two. So I think he's
0: going to be under own because of what we saw Mills do last time out. So give me Murray in tournaments for sure. I like it. I like it a lot. We're going to Memphis. The Sacramento Kings going to Memphis. Grizzlies are Six point favorites with an over-under of 203, and yes, we still have a game left after this one, unfortunately. Memphis going to get Mark Gasol back, it sounds like, right? Yes, so Mark Gasol back. Chandler Parsons still
1: out. New news here, Andrew Harrison. Left shoulder is questionable. Uh, he could sit. If he sits, that's a bump to Tyreek Evans, but it's a pretty big bump to Mario Chalmers. Uh, Char- Chalmers would be borderline chalk i think on the slate if uh harrison was out so i think that's some pretty big news to uh to keep an eye on there is you know chalmers isn't a bad play as it is because he's going to play 20 minutes but he might play 25 to 30 if uh harrison doesn't play mario chalmers is chalk
0: what a world what could go wrong um let's say we don't know for sure who's going to be playing for the kings and it's an eight o'clock game so it's more likely that we'll know who's going to be playing for them any news on scala um
1: i have him listed as probable i think he does play
0: okay uh but it's
1: you know as far as the rest of the kings i so i think that's good news because i think that you can uh i think you could definitely lean on him if he's someone that you like and want to use I, I would definitely feel confident putting him in lineups uh knowing that randolph kufos vince carter george hill all those guys are questionable for sacramento tonight and pretty much for the rest of the season it sounds like uh so yeah i think that uh I think Scal's got a pretty good opportunity here tonight.
0: Outstanding. On the Memphis side, the Kings are terrible against centers. Yep. If Gasol was out, then we'd have a ton of value. He's not. He is, though, what, 1200 cheaper than Nikolai Jokic. Is there any chance you'd play Gasol? Um, Yeah. Uh, similar story, though, to
1: what I said about Andre Drummond. I think if I'm playing him, it's on DraftKings, and I'm trying to get both of those bigs in there. So it sounds like you're going uh, with all of the Jokic. Yeah, I am uh, I'm going with all the Jokic. So you, you kinda see this after you know doing several shows here. I tend to take pretty extreme stances on certain players on yeah. on certain nights. Uh you know, many times I've been fading Jokic. You know, like last night I was a hard fade on LeBron James. You know, I, I do pretty hard stances on those players as I personally think it's the best strategy to take. Right. Uh and tonight I, I'm you know I like what I see. He's popping really hard here in my model here, so I I'm going to be locking him in. I think that okay. I'm all in on Jokic
0: tonight. Okay, it's a bad matchup for De'Aaron Fox, but he is just 5500. That feels underpriced. He could very easily play 35 minutes. Uh, any interest in him at point guard? Or are there are just too many other options. Um, there's a little interest. You
1: know, I I need several of these guys to be ruled out probably just to ensure that we have the kind of usage that I want. Uh-huh. But you know, I I think that he's I think he's a fine play. I mean, I think I'm not I'm not going to play Spencer Dinwiddie tonight. Uh, I still probably prefer De'Aaron Fox over a guy like Rick, Ricky Rubio. So I think Fox is uh I think is a fair tournament play that probably won't be used because of the pace of play
0: against Memphis here. I like it, and I also kind of like our last game of the night, which doesn't make any sense, but the Utah Jazz at home against the Knicks. Five-point favorites, the over-under, 202.5. And I'm just going to try to sell you on two guys, and then you can tell me I'm ridiculous and we should fade this game because it's going to be ugly. But we know the Knicks are terrible against point guards. We've got Ricky Rubio priced down at, what, 5,300? Yep. I think Rubio's a pretty good play.
1: I do think he is a good play. I think that he's going to be a little chalky, which is why I said maybe the Fox over him. But if you're building cash games, uh, I, I do I do like Ricky Rubio. Okay. Uh, I you know this is a pretty good spot for him.
0: And then the, the other, first,
1: go ahead. Go ahead. The, tell me your other one. It's probably the same guy. So tell me who
0: it is. It's well, it's, I I never have to sell you on this guy because you always want to play him. But here's my theory on this game: The Utah Jazz are elite outside. I, They're very good against point guards and shooting guards. They can defend the three. They have Rudy Go back, Gobert back, so they are going to be able to defend the rim at least for the twenty-five, twenty minutes that the guy plays tonight. So, if you need somebody to chuck mid-range jumpers, Michael Beasley's your guy, right? Michael Beasley
1: is the guy. Um, you know, we talked about him the other night on the show, and he he did his thing. He had a a very nice game on the night where, if you had pivoted to him from Kyle Anderson, you were pretty much printing money because. I know that I had a pretty good night with Anderson and lineups. Right. So I, yes, I agree 100%. I'm not at all concerned about the matchup or the pace of play with Utah. You know, considering every game is pretty slow on this, uh, slate. Uh,
0: yes, yeah, so give me some Michael Beasley. Boy, this looks like a weird lineup, but it's a weird night. So I'll just tell you what I've got so far on Fanduel. Well, first off, is there anybody else I, I didn't just completely glossed over? I, I've got Rubio and Beasley sur- kind of highlighted out of this game. Is there anybody else you like in the Knicks Jazz game?
1: Well, I'll tell you the the one player that I just like genuinely do not like ever is is Rodney Hood. I I can't stand the guy. I don't think I've ever gotten him right in my DFS career. Yep. Yep. And you know he's coming off a nice forty three point six fantasy point game against Sacramento. Uh, It's a pretty good pace of play for him tonight. All things considered on this slate, Um, you know, as long as the Jazz are going to give him thirty minutes, he. He's a tournament play every night. If he's getting 30 minutes, he's, he's got upside.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I I don't necessarily disagree with you. I, too, have never gotten Rodney, Rodney Hood right. We may have room for him, though. So let's just talk about where we're at on FanDuel with the show lineup. John Wall and Ricky Rubio are the point guards as we speak. Tyreek Evans at shooting guard with one shooting guard spot open. I've got Michael Beasley and Kyle Anderson plugged in at small forward. I've got DeMontis Sabonis at power forward, and I've got Jokic at center. Now, that leaves us 4500 for shooting guard and power forward. Yes, we might have to get creative here, but we can do that. First off, I, I guess, just to start, is there a punt, like an actual punt in either of those positions that you actually like this early in the night? Um...
1: I mean, for me, the one punt that I would consider to punt would be Kelly Olenek at forty three hundred. Okay. But uh, that—that's pretty much all I've got at this point.
0: Um, and I think Bender at forty five would be fine. Yeah, yeah,
1: Bender's fine. Yeah, put Bender in, and then
0: at, at it, shooting if you guard. Put you're, Bender in. You're, you're basically you got forty five hundred
1: left, which is enough for Josh Hart. Right. That I mean, that's what I would do if I was gonna. If I'm gonna put
0: Bender in, I'm gonna play Josh Hart. Okay, so I'll just run over the FanDuel lineup real quick, and then we'll move on to DraftKings, but we've got Wall and Rubio. We've got Tyreek and Josh Hart. We've got Kyle Anderson and Michael Beasley, Devonta Sabonis and Dragon Bender, Nikolai Jokic, Adam Azer. I know you're listening. Please put this in a single-entry tournament as well, not just your 50-50s. Over on the DraftKings (laughs) side of things, it's a lot more difficult. A lot. It really is tonight. I, I'm going to start it the same way that we've talked about. And it's with Sabonis. It's with Jokic. And I think it's with Tyreek at point guard. That's going to still leave you 5,000 per player. So it's not, it doesn't put you in a terrible position to start. I know you like Josh Richardson a lot. Uh, he's at 62 on DraftKings. Yeah. That's, it's expensive. It's, it's probably too much. I, I think you, you go back to Josh Hart at shooting guard at 46. Yeah, no, I think that Hart is the guy at 46. Uh Then you're looking for a small forward, and I don't really care, I don't think, and you, you tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I don't really care if um Jamal Murray plays or not. On DraftKings, Wilson Chandler is 4,300. I think that's a good value either way. Yeah, no, I definitely is, especially against Phoenix. You know, the
1: pace of play there, uh, I like this a lot. They're gonna, they're gonna need Wilson Chandler out there tonight. So now we're
0: up to 54-66 with just our guard, forward, and center available. And again, we've got Tyreek Evans at point guard, Josh Hart at shooting guard, Wilson Chandler at small forward, Demata Sabonis at power forward, and Nikolai Jokic at center. We've got a little bit more room to play here. I guess the first thing I wonder is, is there another value play on DraftKings that we just really like, regardless of position, because we have all three available. And if that's the case, then let's try to, to give ourselves a little bit more room.
1: Yeah, the value play, um, for me, it's Mario Chalmers, honestly. At, at 3,600, I think he's a, you know, he's not going to completely, hopefully, knock on wood, sink your lineup at 3,600, even if Harrison plays. You know, right. they are playing the Kings. Uh, but if Harrison sits, uh, you know, I think he becomes a must play status. So personally, I'd like to lock him in, even if that means we have to take Tyreek and upty- upgrade Tyreek to John Wall or something.
0: I'm i uh I- I'm OK with doing that. I don't but... think we're going to have a situation where we've got too much money, Mike. <laughs> I, th- I think that we're going to be fine with plugging Chalmers in at 36. It leaves a 64 for the forward and the utility position. Um Forward is interesting in that five to $6,000 range. Cause you have a lot of bodies and at a lot of different ranges. So I almost think maybe you look at the utility position and see what you like around 7,000 or maybe a little above or a little below, and then just build from there. So when I'm looking at that, I mean, we've got Kyle Lowry. If we're building a tournament lineup at 7,900, that'd leave us 49 for forward. I, that, I don't Ooh. know how you feel about that. Uh, I feel good about it if we can get creative. Okay, can we get
1: creative and put Kyle Lowry in? Wait, you know we put Kyle Lowry at utility for
0: forward. Uh, how about Kyle Anderson? Kyle Anderson's forty-seven hundred. That's beautiful. This is I like this lineup. I think I like the DraftKings version. Usually I, I'm a I like our FanDuel lineups a little better. But we've got Tyreek Evans, Josh Hart, Wilson Chandler, Demonte Sabonis, Nikolai Jokic, and then Mario Chalmers, Kyle Anderson, and Kyle Lowry. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Is there anything you think? I mean, what, what is what are going to be the things that you are most interested in finding out as we get close to lock tonight? What's if people are looking for the news? What's the one or two things they're really concerned about? Uh, for me, it's you know
1: Detroit in terms of tournaments. I think it's Detroit,
0: the the perimeter
1: players, that Avery Bradley, Stanley Johnson. What, what's going to happen there? And then also. The uh, the Sacramento Kings, you know, we know that there are literally five players that are questionable. So I want to know that. And then finally, Andrew Harrison, Um, if Harrison's out, it makes me a heck of a lot more comfortable with Mario Chalmers and Tyreek Evans in the same lineup on pretty much every site. Uh, So I think that's really the big piece. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's really huge because if you can play Chalmers, it really opens up pretty much every other position for you tonight
0: well it sure makes wall evans Jokic easier on Fanduel, if nothing else let's run through the all tournament team here before we get out of here on a friday at the point guard position we've already talked about kyle lowry he's on our all tournament team right yes uh shooting guard oladipo is too chalky to be all tournament team is that right yeah i think so so uh, who do we like it josh hart i guess or I, I don't know that he's particularly chalky yeah, I mean, if we want to
1: give him some true—I mean, it's expensive, but I, I still think Bradley Beal deserves a look. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm not 100% convinced that Avery Bradley, even if he plays with those growing issues, I'm really not convinced that he's 100% here.
0: Well, it doesn't. I mean, if you're allow, if you're taking injections to the groin, I'm pretty sure you're not 100%. Right, at exactly. That sm, small forward, not enough people are going to chase Michael Beasley against the Utah Jazz, right? Um, Probably not. I think he's a good candidate. All right, we're putting Michael Beasley on the all-tournament team at the power forward position. I don't believe we can go with Sabonis. I think we already talked about this. Dragon Bender at power forward. And then who is your uh, nomination for all-tournament team center? Well,
1: if, it depends on the uh, the Kings news. Uh, I, I like Willie Stein. I think that he's just going to have to play big minutes. But knowing what we know now, which is we don't know anything about the Kings, I'll take... Uh, Well, no, Hassan Whiteside's probably still too chalky.
0: I was wondering about Um, Mark Gasol since he still has that GTD next to his name on FanDuel. Yep. I wonder if that'll drive his ownership down enough to where Gasol could be all tournament team.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot. Now that you mentioned that, I, I don't see any reason for the public to pay $100 more for Gasol over Whiteside against Brooklyn.
0: Okay, so we will go with Lowry, Bradley Beal, Dragon Bender, Michael Beasley, and Mark Gasol. At least we got a couple of good players on that team. And then Michael Beasley, right? Hey, Michael Beasley is a really good player. Michael Beasley is a, we're going to cut that. And that's going to be our new open is Mike saying Michael Beasley is a really good player. He's a really good DFS option on a semi-regular basis. I'm not sure he's a good player in terms of helping basketball teams win, but we don't get any fantasy points for winning. Is that right? As long as he's helping my team win, that is all I care about right now. I hope everybody has a good weekend, wins a bunch of money on Friday night, and we will see you on Monday.